0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Last Sunday, based on the verses just before today's epistle, verses, Canon Josh Bales encouraged us stay plugged in. Stay plugged in one way to do so is to consider the amazing hall of fame of faith throughout uh hebrews chapter 11. this great cloud of witnesses who lived a life of faith and are now up there cheering us on yay but wait lest you and i buckle under the weight of thinking we're gonna be perfect or have or have to be perfect Let's look at a couple of the lives we're being encouraged to plug into. Now, if you've been following The Daily Office, which is one of the great exercises of Anglican spirituality, you know that during the weekdays of the last two weeks, we've been reading about a couple of the people who were named here, and they just jumped off the page to me. Page 176, if you're following along in the Pew Bible, or better, even if you have your own that you mark up, Consider, consider Gideon and consider Samson. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Samson. These are among those who conquered kingdoms, administered justice, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, of whom the world is not worthy. And who are commended for their faith. Be like Gideon? Be like Samson? Are you kidding me? Consider Gideon. Gideon the timid, who will only destroy the altar of Baal under cover of night. Consider Gideon the untrusting, who asked that fleece remain dry when surrounded by wet dew on the ground, but then that's not enough. Next, he wants the the fleece to get wet and the ground to be dry. Then there's Gideon the cocky. Yahweh convinces him that victory is to be had. And then Gideon sends up the war cry, for the Lord and for Gideon. He wins the victory even after the Lord reduces his army from 22,000 to 300. He refuses the kingship, but demands a keenly reward, and he names a son, my father is king, Abimelech, which reaps horror in the next generation. Look, if Gideon is in faith's hall of fame, there's some good news for you and me. It doesn't matter if you're under-resourced, unsure of yourself or even over resourced and over short of yourself god provides all the resources you need and is profoundly patient with your vacillating faith and how about be like samson commended for his faith really samson and samson is in faith's hall of fame samson the lustful If Samson were a baseball player, his walk up music would be, If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. (laughs) He demands a Philistine wife, and then he falls for Delilah. Samson, the manipulable and vengeful, he slaughters 30 men on a bet. Samson, the vow breaker. Despite his Nazarite vows, Samson touches a carcass, drinks wine, and allows his hair to be cut. In the end, Samson's rebellion against God's call on his life results in his being captured, blinded, and cast into a dark prison. In the end, though, despite himself, Samson fulfills his calling to, as Judges 13.5 puts it, begin to deliver Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Samson prefigures, if in a diminished way, one who will give his life for the rescue of his people. Samson stretches out his arms to pull down the pillars of the pagan temple, anticipating Christ stretching out his arms to disarm the powers and the principalities. And there's a difference in their prayers, of course. Samson prays, strengthen me only this once, O God, so that with this this one act of revenge, I may pay back the Philistines for my two eyes. Jesus prays, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I pray that you may rejoice in that forgiveness. And rejoice that a sinner as big as samson perhaps as big as you and i can be written into the faith hall of fame that's part of why we stay plugged in and then as josh also reminded us last week there are the verses at the end of this passage we are we are in a race and it's more like a marathon than a sprint it's 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 a race that you just have to keep going in, even when you feel like you're running in jello. And as Hebrews 12 reminds us, sin, like Gideon's and like Samson's, easily besets us. And we're called to put it off so that we can run the race. How do we do that? The writer to the Hebrews gives us one simple answer look to Jesus. He has run the race before us, and faith begins and ends with him. He is the pioneer, the beginner, and the perfecter, the one who ends our faith. In him, according to the writer to the Hebrews, our little baby steps of obedience become, in God's eyes, an Olympic performance. I'm... May I ask you to permit me to read to you some ruminations that that I wrote out in my journal as I pondered these truths, and I'll adapt them slightly for us. My father loved me as best he knew how. I know he did, but he had a way of communicating to me that most everything I did was not quite good enough you got to try harder. Grades in sports were where I most frequently received those messages. In hindsight, I'm sure my dad was projecting onto me his own sense that he was not doing quite enough in his own life. It wasn't enough that he was the first generation of his family to go off to college. It wasn't enough that he had gone on to graduate school to earn a doctorate. After all, he only rose to the rank of a non-tenured, non-published junior college professor. He wanted more from me, and so he pushed. The scary thing is that I can read my own life in similar terms, achieving a lot, but maybe not as much as if I would tried just a little harder. AND I HAVE A NIGGLING SUSPICION THAT I HAVE COMMUNICATED THE SAME MESSAGE TO MY OWN CHILDREN. NICE TRY, BUT YOU GOT TO TRY HARDER THAN THAT. I REMEMBER WITH SHAME THE DAY ONE OF MY KIDS, AT ABOUT AGE FOUR, PROUDLY BROUGHT HOME FROM CHURCH A PIECE OF SUNDAY SCHOOL ART. BEFORE I PUT IT ON THE REFRIGERATOR, I felt it necessary to correct a misspelled word. I wonder what I communicated to my kid that day. Imagine my shock to discover in that sternest of theologians, John Calvin, an entirely different take on the way our Heavenly Father looks at the efforts of his children. Permit me to continue reading. Now a couple of paragraphs from Calvin's Institutes. God's children are pleasing and lovable to him, since he sees in them the marks and features of his own countenance. For we have elsewhere taught that regeneration is a renewal of the divine image in us. Since therefore, wherever God contemplates his own face, he both rightly loves it and holds it in honor. It is said with good reason that the lives of believers, framed to holiness and righteousness, are pleasing to him. Therefore, as we ourselves, when we have been engrafted in Christ, are righteous in God's sight because our iniquities are covered by Christ's righteousness, by Christ's sinlessness, So our works are righteous and are thus regarded because whatever fault is otherwise in them is buried in Christ's purity, buried in Christ's purity, and is not charged to our account. Accordingly, we can deservedly say that by faith alone, not only are we ourselves, but our works as well are justified. So, friends, here's to the day when I can believe, when you can believe the good news is really that good. Here's to the day when I can believe and when you can believe that he sees in me and he sees in you and rightly loves and honors the marks and features of his own countenance. Here's to the day that we can dare to believe that we are pleasing and lovable to him. That whatever faults there are in our works are buried in Christ's purity and not charged to our account. Here's to the day when I can stand. Here's to the day when you can stand and say, Thank God by faith not only I myself but my works are justified. Here's to the day when I, and when you, can imagine our Heavenly Father proudly displaying our Sunday school art on his refrigerator and turning to his Heavenly Court, puffing out his chest and saying, a son of my redemption, a daughter of my redemption did that, and I am so proud of them. Friends, that's why we stay plugged in so that we can know that we are God's refrigerator art, amen.